0: From the concert halls to the juke joints, from churches to festivals in the fields, welcome to another episode of Beale Street Caravan, celebrating the sounds of Memphis and the Mississippi Delta for more than 20 years.
1: Heard around the globe on NPR Worldwide, major funding for Beale Street Caravan is provided by the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau and the AutoZone Corporation. Hi, I'm your co-host,
0: Pat mitchell
1: And I'm Kevin Cubbins.
0: This week on Beale Street Caravan, we have the entire show of Roots Rock and Roll from Los Lobos.
1: Bill Street Caravan contributor Dr. Barbara Ching will be joining us again to continue her series on the relationship between blues and country music.
0: That's all coming up right now on Bill Street Caravan.
1: Hey, Pat. Hey, Kevin. I am so excited. Acclaimed rock and roll outfit Los Lobos is with us this week.
0: Los Lobos is incomparable. They are an American treasure, completely unique. Nobody draws from so many different music traditions as Los Lobos does.
1: Mexican folk music, rock and roll of all eras, blues of all eras. And in that one area alone, I've been saying for decades now that Los Lobos is the greatest blues band in the world.
0: Well, they also have country, swing, experimental, music for film. Like I said, they're incomparable. 40 years after the release of their debut record, and they're still one of the most important bands in American music.
1: And there's absolutely nobody like them. And the multiple Grammy Award-winning act sports two of the best guitar players on the planet, David Hidalgo and Cesar Rosas.
0: So guitar lovers like you have a lot to look forward to in this week's program.
1: Absolutely.
0: Los Lobos has graced our program multiple times over the two decades we've been on the air. The guys were in town to perform at the Levitt Shell in beautiful Overton Park in Midtown Memphis, and we jumped at the chance to have them back on.
1: Let's welcome David, Cesar, Louis Perez, Conrad Lozana, and Steve Berlin back to the program.
0: Here's Los Lobos live on Bill Street Caravan. more from Los Lobos live on Bill Street Caravan
2: This one is Spanish for you guys for your dancing pleasure Everybody cumbia right now come on now ¡Buenas dance, ¡A Voy como vatos en mi cantón, voy a encontrar a mi querer, a tirar chacla, que sabrosón, que suave está esa canción, está rola del corazón, porque a bailar soy muy feliz, a chiquitita tú eres la razón, qué bonito ser. Vamos al dance, a are going to the dance, we're 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 going to the dance, why don't you go
0: Los Lobos live on Bill Street Caravan.
1: We'll be right back with more music.
0: But first, we're going to turn it over to Bill Street Caravan contributor, Dr. Barbara Ching. It's time now for our feature host, Barbara Ching. Now, Barbara is an academic and a journalist. She researches cultural studies, particularly the distinction between high and low culture. She's been doing her series on the relationship between country and blues music. This week, she talks about the impact of the movie Oh Brother Where Art Thou.
3: Today, I'll be looking at the relationship between country and blues at the beginning of the 21st century, which also involves looking at a movie set in Mississippi in 1937. The title, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, tells you that it's about kinship. While they may have listened to each other's records, and borrowed each other's vocal techniques and guitar licks and songs, blues and country musicians rarely performed together in the early days of the recording industry. Thanks to Jim Crow laws in the South, touring together was nearly impossible. Opry star Roy Acuff would tell hotel clerks that fellow star DeFord Bailey was his servant, so they could share a room while they traveled together. The record company's marketing schemes reinforced this segregation. The talent scouts sought out white musicians for their hillbilly lines and marketed their African-American artists in the race records category. Ears don't always hear a difference, though. Blues scholar Elijah Wald, for example, tells the story of a blues musician who was surprised to learn that Uncle Dave Macon, the white banjo player featured in the early years of the Grand Ole Opry, was white. At the turn of this century, the Coen brothers' movie, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou?, spun a fabulously successful fantasy about the birth of an integrated southern music group, the Soggy Bottom Boys. They are a black guitarist named Tommy Johnson who sold his soul to the devil at a crossroads and three white escaped convicts. They make their first record, about a life of hard times, for a blind man who can't tell whether they are white or black. And the crowds who buy their records evidently don't care. Brother Where Art Thou, comes from Sullivan's Travels, a 1941 Preston Sturgis movie about a comedy director who wants to make a serious movie for a change and call it Oh Brother Where Art Thou. But by this point in the Coen Brothers movie, the title also refers to the miscegenated soggy bottom boys, the men of constant sorrow who get pardoned for their crimes and congratulated for their sad song. The soundtrack to this film also achieved great success, selling over 5 million copies even though none of the songs were marketed to radio. It won several Grammys, including Album of the Year in 2001. Many of the artists featured on the soundtrack, such as Alison Krauss, Chris Thomas King, Emmylou Harris and Gillian Welch, are major figures in the alternative country or Americana field of country music. These artists make a point of distinguishing themselves from the mainstream country music produced in Nashville. One of the ways they do this is by unearthing the kinship between country music and the blues. Although she was born in California and studied at Boston's Berklee School of Music, Gillian Welch's claim to fame has been her channeling of American roots music styles. After the success of O Brother, Where Art Thou?, she continued to explore the Delta Blues. Here's a delicate version of Mississippi John Hurt's "Make Me a Palette on Your Floor" that she recorded in 2003. Make
4: me down
5: a palette on your floor. Make.
4: No
3: Steve Earle, a recovered heroin addict, a passionate death penalty opponent, and one of the icons of alternative country, has written just about every kind of American music. He's done rock concept albums like Copperhead Road, played bluegrass with Del McCoury, and goes just about anywhere music will take him, including the highway to the blues. Here he is with his transcendental blues, recorded in the year 2000.
0: Remind our listeners you can find Bill Street Caravan on all the
1: social media
0: outlets. Look us up and join in on the fun.
1: For more information, or if you want to get involved, go to our website at BillStreetCaravan.com. Shoot us an email or sign up for our monthly newsletter to find out where the caravan is going to be next. And you can also keep up with Bill Street Caravan via our podcast. It's available through iTunes,
0: Google Play, TuneIn, and just about anywhere podcasts can be found.
1: Speaking of podcasts, Check out our newest production, the Blues Hall of Fame podcast, also available through iTunes, Google Play, and TuneIn.
0: We have to take a quick break for local announcements, but stick around, there's more music to come. You're listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. AutoZone is proud to support Bill Street Caravan and many other arts organizations that strengthen the greater Memphis community. Parts are just part of what we do. AutoZone.com.
1: Bill Street Caravan is also supported by awards from the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau, Tennessee Arts Commission, Arts Memphis, and Tennessee Tourism. TennesseeVacation.com. The soundtrack of America was made in Tennessee. We're back, and for those of you just tuning in this week on Bill Street Caravan, we have a very special program for you as we feature the music of Los Lobos.
0: Now, unfortunately, I was very sick, and I missed the show. Of course, we taped it so I get to experience it now after the fact, but it also means I didn't get to interview them.
1: Fortunately for us, we have a lot of behind-the-scenes talent around here, and music writer Mark Jordan stepped in for us to assist with that. Mark sat down with multi-instrumentalist Steve Berlin right after Soundcheck, Let's listen in. I know you guys have played in Memphis a lot of
6: times, um, but I, I think, is this the first time you guys have ever played The Shell, which is where, yeah. among other things, Elvis played one of his first professional concerts?
7: We've been discussing that all night. We're honored to be here, and it's always special to come back. It's a lovely city. Uh, it's amazing, like, living history
6: here is incredible. So, what's it like for you guys to get to play someplace like The Shell or like on Beale Street, where I know you guys have played before, that's so rich in music history?
7: It's really resonant for us, you know, it really is. Uh, we're so lucky to get to do what we do and to come to some place where the music of the city is such a big part of what we've done. It's, uh, it's profound, and we we don't take it lightly. It's it's special.
6: Uh, speaking of history, you guys are marking a number of anniversaries this year, including the 30th of La Bamba.
7: Yeah, it's 30th of La Bamba. I guess it's the 25th of uh, Kiko. So, yeah, those were two epical events for sure.
6: I was surprised uh, to read recently that uh, the La Bamba thing, it wasn't that big a deal to you guys when you first recorded it because you were already working on By the Light of the Moon at the same time.
7: You know, you have to consider, when we were working on it, Okay, first-time director came out of regional theater in San Juan Batista. So, like, a regional theater in a town of 1,500? Mm -hmm. Directing his first movie, and nobody in the movie has ever been in in anything that anybody's ever seen before, and and they got Richie, or, you know, Lou Diamond came out of a dinner theater in San Antonio, Texas. So you tell me, does that sound like a surefire hit? <laughs> you know, I mean, we we took it very seriously, obviously, but you know, we did it as a favor to Richie's family who had fed us and housed us for years when we would go to play Santa Cruz. They, they all live and still live in the Santa Cruz area, Watsonville, California. So when we were starting, that was one of, you know, Santa Cruz was a place we used to play quite often. And we'd go up there and they'd always take care of us and feed us and stuff like that. And then, you know, one day they, they said, hey, you know, we sold the rights to Richie's story. And we stipulated that, you know, you guys the only people that can do the soundtrack. We're like, oh, cool. <laughs> like, you know, it was, no, <laughs> it was no big deal. And, you know, as we were working on it and as the movie was coming together, I, I just, you know, I, was, I produced the soundtrack. And I remember thinking to myself a number of times, thinking to myself, wow, it's a pretty good movie. It's a shame nobody's ever going to see this thing. Because, I, you know, I mean, there's no reason, you know... Literally, there was no reason to think there was going to be any kind of hit, anything. No, Not a single clue yeah. while we were working on it that it was going to be a hit.
6: Yeah, people talk about actors with a lot of range, and I think in music, there's probably not a band that has more range than Los Lobos as far as the, the stuff that you guys can cover. Do you guys consider yourself any one kind of band, or is it just a mixture of all that?
7: No, we we never, we don't consider ourselves that <laughs> kind of... No, it's uh, really appreciate the ability to play in different disguises. Effectively, you know, you go out as an acoustic folkloric band, or a, the world's loudest folk band, or you know, a loud rock band. So, yeah, I, well, thank you for the nice, kind words. That's 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 very generous of you. But, yeah, I guess we do. You know, we cover probably a little more ground than your average garden variety rock band.
6: Obviously, Valen's huge early influence in you guys, but. Uh, Who are some other people, maybe people that they might not suspect or be aware of, that might not be obvious as far as early, those early rock and R&B and kinds of influences on you guys?
7: Um, Well, early Fleetwood Mac. I don't know if people would know that, but Fleetwood Mac before they, you know, before they had female singers. Peter Green. Peter Green. um, That that was, I mean, you you go, go listen to those records and you listen to our records. I mean, it's not, you don't need to be. Inspector Clouseau to <laughs> find the clues. It's uh, it's pretty obvious that, that was those were really big influences. Um, Don and Dewey, uh, Don Sugar, Kent Harris, like early um, West Coast LA rock and build, rock, you know, R&B records were, in terms of obscure references, I mean, those are the records that were really uh, uh, important to us. Um, a lot of the early East LA stuff, I mean, that's, I, I didn't grow up there, but, you know, the, I hear echoes of that music in, in our music quite a bit. The theme "Midnighters" with the extra E, and uh, you know a lot of that stuff we still kind of reference now and again as we make records. And then uh, you know uh, Merle Haggard. I don't know if people would you know. There's not a lot of overt country music. I mean, country references in our music, but you know he, Merle and George Jones. I mean, we, we but they were there. It's it's in there, it's just not quite as obvious perhaps uh, in the material. But uh, it was a big deal for us.
6: I guess the, obviously the record landscape has changed a lot and you guys aren't really recording as much as you used to. Uh, is, is that mainly about just to focus on the live show or would you like to record more?
7: Well, it's a combination of things. Um, we don't have a record label, so that changes the dynamic quite a bit. You know? And I have to say, they, this far into our career, you know, we, we really, really try hard not to repeat ourselves. That said... We are discussing uh, some interesting ideas for the next record, like possibly collaborating with some people, like doing something if it happens. Us collaborating with current singer-song, like not people that necessarily people are super aware of, but songwriters, uh, singers, people that we we like hanging out with and see what comes out of that. So we'll see. I mean, at, at this point, it's in the discussion stage. So I wouldn't say it's going to happen anytime. It, you know, we're basically on the road through, uh, geez, through like March. April. So if it was going to even happen, it probably wouldn't happen until like next year, this time or
6: later. So uh, you mentioned mentioned you're going to be on the road and uh, maybe thinking about a record. Anything else coming up for you guys? Um,
7: Just touring. I mean, we're uh, we now do a a pretty it's kind of like set in stone now, like almost all of December. We have like these established residencies. So um, the Fillmore, which we've been doing for 20 of the last 21 years, I think, something crazy like that. And then Chicago, New York, this year, DC, Boston, and there's one more I'm forgetting. But um, we kind of have this now, like that's our, our Decembers are kind of written in stone. And those are always fun because we get to stay in in one place for two, three, four days, which is very rare for us. That doesn't happen very often. So those are, those become, uh, I think, For us, anyway, like really fun shows, like changing up every night. Like by the fourth night, we're we're just doing like all covers and, you know, random suggestions (laughs) and, you know. Uh,
6: Anything else you'd like to talk about? Anything you want to say to the Bill Street Caravan audience?
7: Well, I got to say, I spent the day at U of M today with uh, a guy named Ben Yones, who does the music department, and I was blown away by the talent in that school. I mean, I saw some amazing stuff I don't know if this is going to air but the uh, I saw the rehearsal for their show on Sunday and I'm telling you if this goes up I would I would almost consider missing my show <laughs> in Atlanta to come back because what I heard was just so inspiring and beautiful and I, I don't know what it is maybe the water or the air but you have some really extraordinarily talented musicians in this town and uh, uh, I was really honored to hang out and talk to those kids today and, and got, get to see them do what they do and it,
6: well also awesome, man thanks so much for taking the time. Looking forward to seeing it.
0: Here's more from Los Lobos live on Bill Street Caravan.
5: terror de la noche sin una luna, luna.
0: Here's more from Los Lobos live on Bill Street Caravan.
2: Baby, you don't like Take that cat, baby, out of your mind Follow me, baby, have a real good time But well, this is it, this is it Look what you get of a heavenly joy I'm so glad that you understand You got 300 pounds of a muscle and man And this is it This is it I thought you get it
0: Right there. That was Los Lobos, live on Bill Street Caravan.
1: Special thanks to our community partners at the Levitt Shell in Memphis, Tennessee, for helping us put together this amazing program, and to all the music fans that came out to show their love and support.
0: To find out more about Los Lobos, go to loslobos.org. Dig deep. The band has more than 40 years of history, and they've released over 20 amazing records in that time.
1: Los Lobos does not disappoint. If you're new to the band, I highly suggest the albums Kiko, Colossal Head, or This Time. Trust me.
0: And of course, be sure to check out their tour dates. Chances are Los Lobos is coming to a venue near you soon. Special thanks to our supporters, AutoZone, the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau, Arts Memphis, Tennessee Arts Commission, Tennessee Tourism,
1: and Bridging the Blues for their support in making Bill Street Caravan possible. We'd like to remind our listeners to please show your support for public broadcasting. You won't find programming like this anywhere else. You can find Bill Street Caravan on all the social media outlets. Follow us
0: there. We've always got special features and additional content that we think you'll enjoy.
1: Go to our website at BealeStreetCaravan.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter to find out where the caravan is going to be next. And you can always keep up with Bill Street Caravan via our podcast that's
0: available anywhere podcasts can be found. We'll be back next week, so see you then. I'm Pat Mitchell Worley.
1: And I'm Kevin Cubbins.
0: And you've been listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan.